0: Three letters, one word. This word is fairly common to almost, if not everyone, we've all used this word on our family, on our friends, on ourselves, and maybe if we're even brave enough, we've even asked God, why? Why? Why do good things happen to good people or or bad things happen to good people, I guess I should say? Why do I make the choices that I do, why do you prefer this over that? Why do you uh, like this over that? Why did you go there? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why is this happening? Why do you like blue over red? Why do you prefer pineapple off of your pizza as opposed to on? That that one right there I will never understand because pineapple belongs on pizza. Don't at me, it, the conversation's over. <laughs> but the list goes on and on and on, why? Why, 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 why? It's my hope by the end of this episode that you ask yourself that question just one more time, at least, but not ask God that question, not your friends, not your family, but you ask yourself, and not asking yourself why you are the way you are, not asking yourself why uh, certain things happen to you, but asking yourself what I like to refer to as the big why. Why do you do what you do? Why are you involved with what you're involved in? What is the motivation and the drive behind the things that you do? The big why. Welcome back to Life with Jalen. Happy Monday, everybody. It is a new week, a fresh start at a new week, and I am excited. I'm ready to start this week off. Got the Mondays ready, the Monday ministry. No more mundane Mondays, no more mediocre Monday madness. Oh, all the MMMMMMMMMs. I'm excited. Welcome back to Life with Jalen. It's good to be back. Excited for this week's episode. I'm excited for this week. I've got some awesome things planned for me personally. Uh, with work and with travel. I'm excited. It'll be an awesome time. Without further ado, let's get started and dive right in to the big why. So I recently found myself in a situation um, where I was asking myself that question. Why uh, did I do the things that I did? Why was I involved in these areas? Why was I saying yes to everyone? Why was I going everywhere all the time? Why, 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 why? And I found myself, to, to, to find the answer to that question, I found myself going all the way back many, many, many years to when I was just a child. I remember a moment in which our bishop came to the daughter work that I was a part of, and uh, at that time, our pastor of that daughter work, we, we rented a YMCA, and so we had to break down and set up uh, every single Sunday. And... Um, the pastor there was doing it a lot by himself most of the time and i remember our bishop came and he was basically preaching and teaching to the body and he was telling us how we've got to be who pastor needs us to be so he can be who only he can be talking about being the pastor and preparing for the messages and uh preaching to us and ministering to us and all that And, and, um, one of the awesome outcomes from that message was he had a bunch of volunteers come forward. that came to pastor and said, Hey, we're going to volunteer for you. We're going to work for you. We're going to, we're going to set this building up so you don't have to, because you've got to be you and you've got to do your job. And so you can do your job. We're going to do other jobs that we can do. And it was awesome. And at a young age. I found myself wanting to be a part of that, wanting to give, wanting to help, wanting to be who my pastor, my leader needed me to be so he could be only who he could be. Not only that, I was raised by a mother who was a very big servant. She was always helping people, always a giver, one of the biggest givers that I know. So all of that being said, I very early on found myself volunteering for this and helping for that. And while I was young, it was very innocent. I started doing all these things for that very reason. I wanted to help people and I wanted to give so they could do their job. Um, And it lasted like that for a while until, until something started to change. I noticed that the more I did for people, the more affirmation I began to feel. The more I did for people, the more attention I began to receive. The more I did for people, the more love I felt, the more thanksgiving and praises were sung. And it was never an attempt to feed my ego. It was never an attempt to fulfill some prideful desire. It was just for a child who longed for affirmation for many different reasons, for many different people, and to finally do something that was seeing the res- that was getting the results of that. I innocently wanted as much of it as I could get so when I realized wait if I do this for them they thank me if I do that for them they affirm me if I do this for them they praise me wow you know what this is this could work and I began to volunteer more and more and more um any in any way that I could um even when I was in a uh in high school and middle school even um we would get to volunteer and help uh, this, this, the church set up. I went to a school that was privately funded from my, um, through my church. And um, when we had, when there was an event or something happening at the church and they needed some manpower to set stuff up, they would come to the school and see if anyone was available and free. And I'd always be like, yep, right here, this guy, I will, I will gladly help. And I did it for multiple reasons. One of the reasons was I genuinely just did not want to be in that class anymore. I'd, I was done. I, I was over school. I was like, all right, uh, this is this is a way for me to get out of here, so I'm going to get out of here. And the other thing was I enjoyed working events. I enjoyed setting up. I enjoyed being a part of the bigger picture. I've always been a bigger picture mindset kind of person. But a big part of that was I knew if I made myself valuable to them that at some point in life, they'll probably affirm me a little more. They'll probably tell me that I'm doing a good job. They'll probably pat me on the back and say they're proud of me. Um, And I learned to work for affirmation. Again, it was not an ego thing. It was not a, a, I'm trying to find power. It was a, what started off as a child and turned into a teenager that was looking for somebody to say that they were proud of me, for someone to say that I was doing a good job, for someone to say that I was successful, that I was doing good, that I was going to be okay and that they were proud of me. And so I began to work for it more and more and more. And it even changed into even my older years, not just school time, but I even would uh, volunteer in our media department because that is a thankless job. Shout out to everyone that works multimedia at your church. It is a thankless job a lot of times. Here's the thing with media, and this is why, honestly, media department will very quickly teach you servanthood because media and anyone that works in media can snap their fingers and amen because the media department oftentimes only gets the credit when they mess up. Think about it. You, you are doing your, you're doing your own graphics and you're typing the scriptures up and they're on time and they're, the songs are matching just right and everything's spelled out good and the layout's clean and there's no problems. People just continue like nothing's changed. The moment you mess up or the moment you put up the wrong scripture, the moment you're not changing the song, everyone's breaking their neck, looking back like, hey, hey, what's going on in the graphics, huh? You paying attention? And like then everyone, you're getting all the credit. You messed up. But if you're doing your job right, most of the time they don't notice. Um, And it's a a harsh reality, but it is a reality. We're having real talk, so it's a reality. And it's good. It was good for me, though, because um, I volunteered in the media department again, to receive affirmation and receive thanksgiving and praise. And then I realized, wait, no one really thanks you for this job, but I was already in it and it continued to help me to, to, and that's kind of what started steering me in the right direction of, of doing things for the right reason, which is what we ultimately talking about today is doing the things we do for God. That is what happened to me because again, I went to a department where I wasn't receiving praise, wasn't receiving thanksgiving, wasn't receiving affirmation. So I began to do things for God and not for myself, not for this praise, um, but for God. Because I was in a department where no one was thanking me. But I knew I was helping the church and therefore I knew I was helping God. And I was doing something for his glory. Which is what the Bible literally tells us is the 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 why. Which at least is what it should be in our lives. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, it says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. All of it. The easy to read version says it basically the same, but a little different. It says, if you do anything, do it for the glory of God. There's other scriptures where it talks about whatever your hands find to do and, 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 um, Oh, my, one of my favorite, Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That one is very similar in the sense of it's telling you um, about seeking his kingdom first and doing things kingdom-mindedly, not doing things for ourself, but doing them for the kingdom, doing them for God. And oftentimes, and I'll get back to that verse, Matthew uh, six thirty three. Um, But we do these things, for people a lot of times, or we are constantly seeking for people in the context of that verse. For me, the thing I was seeking was affirmation. The thing I was seeking was love. The thing I was thinking was, was praise and was acceptance. And if I would have just turned to God and sought him first, or even if I would have turned to him and looked for him to him for that affirmation and the things I was doing it would have been so much more meaningful and so much more fulfilled and I would have found it a lot faster and so that's kind of what helped me with media was I wasn't receiving the praise and thanksgiving because it's a it's a thankless job a lot of times and so I started to learn okay I'm doing this for the kingdom I'm doing this for God this is this is for him but I still was involved in other areas where I would receive Thanksgiving. I would receive praise. I would receive a thank you card. I would receive receive a pat on the back. I would receive a an attaboy. boy. And for me, I'm my love language is words of affirmation. So not only did that just was that just something that I felt I needed because of who I was and where I was as a child, but also just what I my what what said I love you to me. That's what gave me love. That's what made me feel like I was being loved. Was to have words that affirmed me. Was to have words that that gave me affirmation. And I found myself longing for that and seeking for that. So there was other areas where I was constantly giving and constantly doing because I wanted to receive this love. And so I had to go all the way back to the very beginning where it started for me when I was recently recently, asking myself, why am I doing all this? Why am I going here? Why am I doing that? And I quickly realized I was doing all of those things Because I was looking for affirmation from the wrong source. I was talking to a man of God, a friend of mine, and he was saying how he too was words of affirmation and I asked him, how can a man of God be words of affirmation when we're supposed to only need our affirmation from God, and we're only supposed to need to receive the love and the affection that we need from God, and that's the only thing we need to give our life meaning and purpose, and we only need to seek his kingdom about his business. How is it okay for us to be words of affirmation? Do we need to literally change the, what we desire into wanting love to be something else? Because if we need words of affirmation to feel love, then at the same time, but at the same time if you're a man of God and you shouldn't need words of affirmation, it's like, it's like this confusing, and I asked him, how do you do that? And he said that... For him, there are certain people in his life that that are very close to him, like his wife and his kids and his immediate family and some very few friends, and he allows their words of affirmation to, to hit him in that sense of where he feels the affirmation and the love from them, but he cannot let himself need and feel that affirmation from everybody else because if he does, he's going to take away what ultimately is supposed to be going to God because here's what affirmation looks like you preached a good message or you did that task or you sang that song you did your thing whatever that means at the end of service they're like wow that was so good that was amazing thank you for that people so oftentimes are like no 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 that's not me that's not me and they're like shutting it down one that's rude because i just gave you a compliment and you're saying i'm wrong and you're saying that i'm lying essentially and two it's false you know you're, good. and are, now are you telling me that you're going to tell God that what He gave you is not good or is not a blessing? He gave you that talent, so if you're denying what you have is good, you're literally saying what God gave me isn't good, and that's not right. That's not that's not right to God, and that's not right to yourself. God gave you that blessing. It's okay to say thank you. Now, this I'm a person I do not like compliments in a sense of like I do need them because of affirmation. Like I've already said, now I'm, I'm working on it. But I hearing a compliment and appreciating it as affirmation is one thing. But liking a compliment is something different in the sense of I find them very awkward. I don't know what to do a lot of times. And they'll compliment whether it's graphic design or my YouTube stuff or music, whatever it is, and they compliment me and I'm just like, oh okay. Like I don't know what to say. I'm like, um, cool. Like and I talked to the same man of God about this. I was like, how do you, how do you like, what do you do in comp with compliments? And I'm gonna tell you what he told me. He said, You say thank you thank you. You say, praise God. You say, God is good. Thank you. He's blessed me. I'm glad he was able to use me. And you move on because the reality is this, it's not about your response, your audible response in that. Thank you. What matters, and this is the reality with all things, it goes all the way back to David when God's telling Samuel that I'm looking at his heart, you're looking at his outside, you're thinking David's brother's the one that I want because he's tall and he's strong and he looks the part. I'm looking at his heart and saying, I want nothing to do with that. It's the same thing. God knows where your heart is. So it's not, if I'm, if I, if someone compliments me for something and I say, thank you, I didn't automatically just take all the glory from God and say, well, yep, that's right. I did that. No, I just respectfully responded to the words that the person just took the time to say to me by complimenting me. And I showed them nice manners by saying, thank you, praise God, God has been good, whatever the case may be. And I accept their compliment, but I don't do what the devil Lucifer did. And when he received that glory, he kind of wanted to keep it in on himself when, when they were lifting up and worshiping God and he started receiving all that and he was supposed to just send it straight upstairs and say, here, God, this is yours. I'm just the recipient. I'm just the vessel. I'm just a tool being used. He said, you know what? Mm, I kind of like how this feels. I'm going to keep it for myself. I'm kind of getting away from my topic, but it's all right. We're in the flow. And he started turning it on himself and keeping it for himself. And, and, and that's what caused him to mess up. It was the iniquity that was in his heart, his control, him wanting to do his own, his own will, his own desires, him fulfilling it. And he decided, I don't want to do what I'm supposed to do, which is receive this and give it to God. I want to receive this and keep it. In fact, I want to be upstairs because I just, I'd rather be there. And that's what happens to us so many times when someone gives us a compliment. That's why I said, it's not a matter of accepting the compliment. It's a matter of what you do with it in your own heart afterwards, the part where nobody can watch you, the part where nobody sees truly what's going on. It's when they say thank you and you say, mm, I'm going to keep that here. Thank you. That's right. I I, I did that. That's right. Yep. That was me. Or you could say thank you. And then you on the inside truly, genuinely can say, God, that's yours. That was you. You did that. You gave me that and I'm giving it back to you. Thank you for allowing me an opportunity to be used. No one gives credit to the tool I'm not about to build, I'm not, my my friend Andrew Posada is a super awesome crafty handyman, I'm not about to have him build me a farm table with his saws and his screwdrivers and his screw guns and his whatever else he uses to build that stuff, and I'm not going to go out there in the garage when he's finished and he's showing me it and say, oh my gosh, where's the hammer, where, hammer, thank you, thank you, oh, hammer, you did such a good job, where's your, where's your power drill, oh, there it is, oh, power drill, you were, oh, thank you, you did amazing. I'm going to Andrew Prasad and I'm gonna be like, bro, nice work, man. You are the man. This is awesome. I love it. Thank you for doing this. Now, Prasad, if you're watching this, I'm not that was not an at. Don't make me a farm table. I have no use for one. <laughs> but that's 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 what that would look like. It's like the tool doesn't get credit. I, I don't get credit for something that God did through me and in me. He gets that credit. And saying, like I so said, trying to come full circle because that was a little detour. I don't accept the compliment and feed it to myself. I accept the compliment and I give it to God. But what I was talking about was the affirmation that I was looking for for myself. I wasn't taking like when it came to worship, when it came to something that was truly, genuinely ministry minded, I never had a problem giving it to God. They would thank me. They would say, awesome job, leading service. Now you were in the spirit or whatever case. And I'd be like, praise God. That's all him. Thank you, Father, for allowing me the opportunity. And I'd move on all the time I had no no problem doing that what I had a problem with was when it came to my own personal life and natural quote-unquote things that's when I struggled and again it wasn't that I was doing it to build up pride and to build up my stature and to say yeah that's right I did that it was simply because I was looking for some sort of love some sort of connection some sort of affirmation from people and what I very quickly had to realize, and this is something recently, is I had to change the why. I had to change the why for two main reasons. One, because it was wrong. If the why is anything in my life but God, something is out of order and something is wrong. Again, scripture tells us many times that we do things for the glory of God. We do things for the kingdom of God. That it's for his power, for his glory for his kingdom to be established in our life, for his will to be done. It's about God. And I had to let go of that need and change the answer of the big why for me from people to God because I needed to get it back to the reason, no matter whether it's something natural in life or whether it's a a ministry thing. It had to be about God. It had to be for God. I wasn't doing it for man's affirmation. I was doing it for God's affirmation. I wasn't doing it to please man. I was doing it to please God. And so that was the first reason why I had to get back to that. The second reason why I had to get back to that was something begins to happen in you when you reach a point where you will never tell someone no. When you will always do what you can to please everyone. When you will always do what you can to make everyone happy. When you will do anything and everything in your power to give, 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 give. Never not give, never hold back, never say no. And this is why I said this is the second thing that would come up because for me, I wasn't originally like that, but I became that because, one, it was, it was learned behavior. It was an unintentional learned behavior because I knew if I did things, I received their love, and if I did things, I, I would receive their affirmation. And I honestly, I truly honestly believe that if I did not do things, and it's sad to say there were even some people that showed that. The moment I stopped doing things for them, they had nothing to say to me anymore. The moment I stopped doing things for them, they no longer wanted to hang out. They no longer wanted to do X, Y, and Z. They no longer wanted to see such and such because I wasn't doing things for them anymore. And that's what the relationship was based on. But in their defense, I'm the one that built the relationship off that because I would never tell people no. I would never give anything a break. I would never back off because I had to go, 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 go. And I had to give, 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 give. And what happened with that, and I didn't even realize it was happening Until someone literally called me out on it. Thank God they called me out on it. They said, you have a Messiah complex that needs to die. Not that you think you're all that in a bag of chips Messiah complex, but that you feel that you're everyone's savior. You feel that you have all of the answers. You feel that you can literally kill yourself to make sure that they get what they need. And that's not your job. That's God's job. That's not your responsibility to be their savior. That's God's responsibility to be their savior. It's not your responsibility to, to, to lose your salvation to keep somebody happy. God wouldn't ask that of you. God's not asking you to fall on a sword and, and, and give up your place in heaven so someone else could be happy. And that's where I found myself at some points in time, where I was so busy giving, I was emotionally and mentally and spiritually drained myself, and I was... Re- neglecting the relationship with God that I had because I was so busy doing everything for everyone else. Look like Mar- look at Martha and Mary. Now some things some aspects I do respect Martha and what she had to do. She had to give, she had to she had to work. But at the same time she had a moment to sit at the feet of Jesus. And she was so busy doing and doing and accomplishing and fulfilling this task that she missed out on an opportunity to have her own personal relationship with Jesus and sit at his feet and just connect and commune with him. And that's what I had to get away from was this concept that I was everyone's savior and that I was going to destroy myself and drain myself dry, making sure everything else everywhere else was okay. Am I, did that mean I'm never going to volunteer? No. Did that mean I was never going to uh, attempt to help someone? No. But it did mean I was going to need to step back and slow down and find out, first of all, what is it that God wants me involved in? Does God want me doing that? Okay, then I'll go there. Does God want me? So not only that, but just giving up my will and seeing what his will for my life was. That was the first part. Then the second part was when I'm fulfilling his will to send the praises to him and to make sure the only affirmation that I'm longing for is for them. If I do, So now my mindset is this. If I do something and man thanks me, cool. But ultimately is God pleased. If I do something and man doesn't thank me, cool. Because ultimately I'm looking to see If God is pleased and if God is pleased, it doesn't matter if man and woman and humanity shows up. It doesn't matter if they uh, approve. It doesn't matter if they give applause. It doesn't matter if they say thank you because I'm not looking for them. I'm not putting an expectation on them to to give me what ultimately I need from God, which is the whole point of Matthew 6.33. What I needed from God was that love and that affirmation. And it wasn't until I, I, I got my priorities straight, like I, I found myself, and I'm, I'm trying to wrap up, I found myself literally draining myself emotionally and mentally, seeking the affirmation and the approval of man. And here's the thing. I wasn't literally emotionally and spiritually killing myself to do that because they weren't giving it to me. They were giving it to me. Well, if they were giving it to you, why would you have to do so much? Because when it comes to man's love, when it comes to man's affection, when it comes to what man has to offer, it's limited. It's finite. It can't last forever, and it's not going to fill those holes inside. So the moment I would receive the affirmation, I was already looking for something else to fill that out, to give me more affirmation. I was already looking for the next task that I could do where I could hear those words of uplifting and encouragement again. Because what I got the first time wasn't enough. But when I started going to God for that, he's infinite. His source never runs out. His source never ends. So when he gave it to me, when he was reaching out to me, when he was connecting me, I was receiving what I needed and I was finally getting what it was I was looking for. And again, going back to Matthew six thirty three, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. The things I was looking for was love. The things I was looking for was affection. The things I was looking for was affirmation. And when I've decided to seek his kingdom first and simply look to do things to please him, all of those things I spent so much time looking for and longing for were there waiting for me, ready for me. And I'm so thankful that I did because now I can be involved in something and I can receive praise for it and I say thank you. And sure, the, the, hum- the human side of me might even enjoy it. Might even, might even feel good again, not in a sense of pride, not in a sense of taking glory. I'm, talking about just, I'm not talking about when God does something in my life and I take credit from him. I'm talking about just so I did a favor for someone and they just say thank you. Does it still feel good as a human to hear those words? Absolutely. But my mental state and my emotions and where I stand in this life do not depend on whether they give me a response or whether they don't because I'm not doing it for them. And anytime I'm looking for man to affirm me anytime I'm looking for their response and what I do, anytime I'm looking for them to lift me up in what I say, then I'm not doing it for God. If I'm looking at it from them, then I'm not looking at it from God because God, if God's giving it to us, we are gonna feel satisfied. We are gonna feel fulfilled. So anytime I'm looking for it over here, it's because I'm not looking for it there. And if we would just learn to look for it here, we would realize so quickly that his love, his affirmation is all that we actually ever need. If we could just get him, if we could just make him the answer to our big why. Why do I do the things I do? Because God has called me to do them. Why do I do the things I do? Because God wants me there. Why do I go to this place? Because I want God's love and God's love dwelling inside of me. And if I'm doing this and I know I'm fulfilling his word, and if I'm fulfilling his word, then I know I can have embodiment. Why do I live my wife? Oh, I can't talk. Why do I live my life the way that I do? Because I know it's pleasing to God and I love God and I want Him to be pleased with me. Why do I do the things I do? Because because God. My answer to the big why. Three letters. One word. God. God is the answer to my big why. And by his strength, by his grace and by his mercy, God will always be the answer to my big why. And I hope in Jesus' name that you can say the same. So thank you everyone for watching this week's episode, listening to this week's episode, tuning in, whether that was Spotify or iTunes or YouTube or Facebook or IGTV. Whatever the case may be, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining I hope this has helped you, and as it has helped me, I hope this real talk with a real person about real life has helped and can help you answer the question for yourself, the big why. And if your answer currently is not God, then in Jesus' name that you can make what you need to do in your life changed and moved around until God can be the purpose for your life. God can be what it is you're seeking for, to find fulfillment and to find a meaning and the big why i thank you all i really appreciate you and i'm super pumped for this week super excited for next monday we will be back next monday with a whole nother episode and i cannot wait to talk to you all then but until next time guys always remember keep it real